We see everything that's going on with concussions. We see everything that's going on with chronic pain. Right? We see all kinds of things going on, right? There's more things that can help in these plant medicines if we can bring them out and be able to study them. This is The Dime. Dive into the cannabis and hemp industry through trends, insights, predictions, and tangents. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and with me, as always, is Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Rob Sims, co-founder of Primitive. Rob, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I think. appreciate you guys having me on. Excited to talk to you. Kellen, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Really excited to talk to Rob. Really excited to learn about the brand that they're taking national and just, you know, really excited to, to talk to a former professional athlete, honestly. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> How are you, Brian? I'm excited to dive in. We've got a lot of topics today, specifically the transition and then the cannabis stuff. So, Rob, for the record, uh, we've got an East Coast, West Coast battle. Where would you put yourself on the map? You know, I was I was born in Cleveland, and I've you know I've been living in Detroit for twelve years, so I gotta say I'm a Midwest East Coast kind of guy. There so, it is, another one. I was yeah. trying to avoid that, you know, you know, so I just glossed over that. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're not skipping that one. So, Rob, yeah. for, our, for our listeners that aren't familiar about you, can you give it a little background about yourself? Yeah, um, you know, born in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, had the fortunate opportunity to go play for the Ohio State University, uh, won a national championship with them in two thousand two. Uh, was then traded to the Seattle Seahawks. So I did spend a little bit of time on the West Coast, about four years, um, until I was traded to the, the Detroit Lions. Uh, I played five seasons for them and finished out my nine-year career here in Detroit. Um, and then I got into entrepreneurship, uh, real estate, and as of late, cannabis. And um, me and my teammate, Calvin Johnson, have been able to build a, uh, a, uh, a substantial business here. And you know we're just looking forward to the future and seeing the fruits of our labor pay off. Any any hesitations in the entrepreneurial journey going from, let's say, NFL to the entrepreneurship and then into cannabis? Any any hesitations for you or people around you when you're making that transition? Well, I mean, absolutely. You know, I, as a player, you know, you kind of get people want you to kind of stay in your lane and, and play football. And that's all you that's all you're there for. Uh, me personally, I always want to be an entrepreneur. I had an uncle that was an entrepreneur. So I grew up watching him uh, be involved with car dealerships. Um, so I knew that was part of that was going to be my uh, my future. Uh, the NFL was just kind of part of that path. So, of course, had a lot of naysayers that um, didn't know if I was up to it or, um, you know, the, the learning curve that they knew I was going to have to go through and, and learn. But, you know, every every single lesson, every single, every single um, failure uh, has brought me to this point, so to speak. So, yeah, I mean, things are things are headed in the right direction for us. And, you know, it's just a testament to the work we put in. Was there anything besides just like a business opportunity that drew you into cannabis from an entrepreneurial perspective? You know, I'm a, I'm a second generation NFL kid. So, you know, cannabis has always kind of been a part of what I understood about the league, even as a young kid. Right. And um, just just understanding that that's the way that guys kind of took care of their body. If not recreational at, fir- at first, uh, they, they learned over time that that was a big piece of the puzzle um, in 2000. 2008, when I tore my pec um, in Seattle, um, I turned to cannabis instead of opioids and have been on them ever since and haven't, haven't taken a pain pill. So cannabis has always had like a special place in my heart and I think it helped me through my career. Um, we also treat my wife. She has suffers from Crohn's disease. So we treat her with cannabis instead of like a drug like Humira or something like that. So it's a very big piece of our life, me me personally and my wife, along with other plant medicines, right? We try to do everything natural to you know, keep keep our immune system in a certain place or keep our bodies in a certain place. So, um, you know, cannabis and plant medicines has just become a part of our lives. So definitely passionate about it. 
it's such a challenging dilemma, right? Where in the league, you're given these opportunities to take certain things, but cannabis has always had kind of that stigma aspect of it. So when you were taking the legs out and starting the company, can you give us the origin, the idea of the company when it was formed? Yeah, I mean, the origin, you know, the name Primitive is just that, you know, we believe that cannabis comes from a more simple time, right? It was one of the first medicines that that was put here on earth, um, you know, for for to benefit people and whatever, whatever they needed for, right? It has so many different uses. You know, for me, it was just, I wanted other people to understand what I knew about cannabis and how it helped me um, because I thought it could really help them, you know, right? So I think that's where a lot of the building blocks and the passion and the foundation for, along with our vision, mission, and core values for what we want to do as a company as entrepreneurs, um, it kind of all came together as a perfect storm. So. so when you got started on that journey, was it to be initially plant touching or was it to evolve the company into other ways and communicating the values of cannabis so that others maybe still in the league can learn about the medicinal benefits? Yeah, I mean, I think coming from the league, I think one, one thing you learn about me and CJ is that we're very ambitious, right? Uh, and I think we take on we take on a lot. You know, I think that the plan was to be fully vertical, which we've done, and then build the primitive brand to a place where it could start to, you know, kind of go outside of Michigan and these borders. So um, I think we've done that. Everything that we set out to do is still in front of us if we haven't already accomplished it. And, um, you know, just looking forward to continuing to, you know, to putting this thing together and seeing where it, it ends one day in the future. But it's been, uh, it's been beautiful to see it come together. You said you were vertically integrated. What were those early days like balancing all the different areas of the supply chain? Well, I think, you know, two guys that really knew nothing about growing, yeah, you know, getting into growing, building a facility for one, the mistakes we made there, the mistakes you make with just, you know, learning to, to grow commercially. Like a lot of guys knew how to grow in their basement a couple plants, but it was a lot different when you're talking about having 1,700 to 2,000 plants going at one time and you know, what that means from a, you know, a metric standpoint and compliance standpoint. So early days were tough. You know, a, a lot of, a lot of early days, you would have seen me and Calvin sweeping the floors of our facility because we didn't have enough team members yet. Um, you would see us trimming because we just didn't have enough team members yet. You know, you see us continually go back to the drawing board to figure out how to get better. So, you know, those first few days, those first months were humbling. But like I said, I think it really helped build our foundation for what we have now. I think that's so critical. Getting started in the cannabis industry, the only way to really learn is to kind of dive head first. And uh, when I was doing the research, I, I was really impressed. Primitive was starting in 2021, retail in 2022, and then product expansions into performance. That's extremely aggressive growth in not a lot of time, given all the, the challenges that cannabis has alone. So getting started on that, was that the original plan was to, to hop in and then to accelerate as fast as possible? Yeah, I mean, that was that was a plan. I think we thought it would go a lot faster than it did, uh, right? It's been five years. I think everybody thinks that when they jump in that you're going to flip the lights on and, uh, you know, all, all the money you need will, will be there, right? That wasn't the case, right? Especially where we were building the businesses off cash flow, right? And we had to keep reinvesting and just continue to walk down that path. But yeah, um, it was definitely difficult in the beginning. But, you know, so things came together. Did you guys look at any other states in the beginning or was it always just Michigan? That's where your kind of your home is. And that was kind of the, there wasn't a conversation outside of that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's unique, you know, that me, me and Calvin both make our homes here, right? Yeah. Um, there are a handful of players that do, but the majority of guys that, you know, play in Detroit, you know, they have other homes, other places they go back to, but it was just, you know, we were fortunate that we were here um, when we were building our business and talking about entrepreneurship in general. And really, we knew we wanted to take care of our backyard first, right? And we wanted to, you know, we, that was our competitive advantage, what we had done in Michigan so far in our brand. Um, and it seemed like the most ideal place to start. So 
Um, you think we made the right move there, and, and the people of Michigan have, have really shown us love and shown us a lot of support. And um, I think that's why the company is strong today. Have you seen a change in stance from people when you first got in the industry to where you are now, or maybe they first were a little hesitant and, hey, Rob, are you sure that's the industry, to now where they're like, hey, Rob, can I get involved? Have you seen a change in opinion? Big time. A lot of people saying that, you know, hey, you know, this doesn't really fit your brand, right? We were known as philanthropists, um, you know what I mean? But, you know, I think over time, you know, that's the one thing, along with being vertical, that me and CJ set out to do is be advocates and be advocates for the plan, what the plan has done for me and my family. And um, I think the message is starting to penetrate, right? People are starting to get it. And now that we're coming out with, you know, with these new innovative products, people see that we weren't going to stop. We were going to continue to innovate and continue to get better and continue to move the needle forward. And um, I think it's paying off for us because we see a lot of folks that, you know, wouldn't normally touch cannabis are starting to touch the performance products, right? Because it's providing them that relief that they want. And with us standing behind it, you know, they can trust it. When you were designing those performance products, how much of it was kind of based on your, yours and Calvin's past experience in the league versus like new innovations and trying it during the development phase? Well, you know, I think it's a mix, right? The applications for what we're bringing to the market, right? They all come from, those products come from things that me and CJ used in the locker room, right? Uh, the oral rehydration solution, right? It's like an electrolyte or like a liquid IV, Right. We were using that in the locker room, you know, two, three times a day, uh, you know, that kind of product. Right. So also topical is our first ones that we're coming out with. So, right. Always using rubs and solves and stuff like that for aches and pains. Right. So that's those things that we use in the locker room. But the innovative part is we partner with a group called SIP, who is turning cannabis and other cannabinoids into water soluble products and powders and things like that uh, using these nano emulsions. Uh, right. So th that was able for us to make the jump to just hey, we're, we're cultivating plants or, you know, taking distillate and making gummies to, you know, taking really our products to another level of innovation. It's a full full suite of products. And I want to stay with the performance ones. And I just want to back up a little bit, make sure our listeners understand exactly what those products are. So the performance line, it's a, a, a drink. Can you kind of share more about that? Yeah, right now it's in powder form. You put it in a 16 ounce of water and shake it. In our CBD market, you can buy that online, uh, currently at printerperformance.com. Um, and also we have a topical that you would put on, you know, you put on your, it's a transdermal cream that you put on any part of your body that you have aches and pains. And it's got all kinds of CBD and CB, CBC and CBN, um, all those things that have those anti-inflammatory properties. Um, and we've just heard nothing but great reviews uh, about that, right? So I think we set out to build something that would be meaningful and be able to really give people relief um, and not be just, you know, snake oil. And I think we've been able to do that. Yeah, I think having your name behind that is so critical. So in the formulation process, are, are you guys testing the products? Are you working directly hands-on with them saying, hey, you know, I felt a little tired after this or I felt like a little sore? How, take us through that process on how an athlete like yourself with that type of experience communicates those needs with the formulation so an average person like Kellen or I can can understand those those benefits. Yeah, I mean, we first go into the brainstorming session about what products we want to bring. So that, you know, the first ones were uh, the rehydration and the, and the topical, right? And just really looking to make what, what's a protocol for what recovery looks like for an athlete in an athlete that uses cannabis or uses plant medicines, right? And, and CBD, and, you know, so it, it started with those two products, but, you know, R&D currently, our, our you know, sleep aid, our pre and post workout, we're R&D, you know, a nootropic that we're R&D, all these different things that we think to add to overall wellness and overall recovery in the body from an athlete or the normal person. That's where it starts. That's the infancy of what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, then from there, SIP goes back and makes recommendations of what should go in the product. 
Um, then we go to R&D phase where we hit cows that are the guinea pigs at that point and testing uh, the products and uh, our families and friends are testing the products along with us. And, you know, in that process, we, we, we find uh, just like just like with our, our strains here in our facility, right, we find the best ones and we, we bring them to market. Is there a favorite form factor uh, for a testing perspective? Do you have a favorite form factor that you're more excited when the R&D team is like, hey, this is uh, the new new product potentially? Is it drinks or salves or something you're more excited about typically? Yeah, I mean, I usually get more excited about the, uh, you know, the, the drinks and stuff we do internally, right? Because you can really feel those right away, right? You know, you got 10, 15 minutes for when, you know, the CBD is working or the THC is working and you really can feel it and you can see it translate right into your workout or translate right into after workout or whenever you choose to use it. Um, but the topical, I really feel is like special for us. Like, I feel like we really hit that one out the park. Uh, and I think the people that use it are just getting that kind of relief. So, um, you know, it's kind of changing my mind a little bit, the topical, because I think I just how special it is. And, and uh, you know, I think we really hit a, a good one there. But yeah, I, I mean, it, it's crazy. You know, all these things, just like the, the plants, like the ladies, we call them the ladies in here, right? Because they're all female plants. Right. It's, these things become your baby. Right. So all of it is something that you love to see you enjoy kind of come to life. You know, you can only imagine. And I, I think taking those products that you cultivated, right, and you've made and you bring them to other players that are currently in league and let them say, hey, try this out. And then you see their reaction. What is their experience like? Do they say, hey, Rob, there's no way there's cannabinoids in here? Like, what is that conversation like when they're discovering the, the capabilities of the plant for like really the first time? Yeah, I mean, the, the conversation is, is brand spanking new. Uh, we, we just released performance two weeks ago. Uh, we just had 250 VIP boxes go out to, you know, friends in the league. And, you know, a lot of the, a lot of folks that you, that you guys would know or see every day on TV talking about football, right? They're starting to get those in their hands currently this week and, you know, in the, in the next week. But like, like I said, everything we, we hear is very positive, right? And I think, you know, these folks are going and using them and all these folks are former players. So have aches and pains where they can tell immediately when they put some on what it can do for them. But along with that, people that haven't been in the league, right? You know, folks that are, um, you know, they have walkers, folks that have, you know, they really have things, real life things going on in their life. They're saying the same thing. So, you know, I think a lot of times our, our peers look at us and when they really pull back the, the, the onion a little bit and see how far we've come and what, how vast we really, what we've done is we're, that's where they go like, man, there's, there's no way you guys built this, right? But it's, uh, you know, it's been a long road. It hasn't been overnight by any means. No, and cannabis is as challenging as possible. And the NFL has made massive strides as well, right? When you play in the league, cannabis with Josh Gordon, all those areas was not something that was commonly uh, accepted. So to see that type of acceptance and move on, I think is good from, from all sides. Yeah, I, I do too. You know, I think there's some things in cannabis and hemp that can be brought to the forefront and really be beneficial for, you know, folks in the league, you know, making the league better, right? We see everything that's going on with concussions, we see everything is going on with chronic pain. Right? We see all kinds of things going on, right? There's more things that can help in these plant medicines if we can bring them out and be able to study them and really build a polished brand that can stand on an NFL stage as well along with it, right? I think that was important too, right? Now, yeah, I told you guys earlier, we built our logo to look like a sports team, right? That's, you know, that's by design, right? Because we, we want to we we look familiar when they look at us. Speaking of that, the partnership with Harvard, I think, is really paramount. I, I think the work you guys are doing there, and I'd love for you to expand on exactly how that started and, and what is currently happening. Yeah, so we got introduced to Harvard by a group named Nestry that was working on brain neuroplasticity. So they actually were doing brain training 
and they were doing some things with Harvard. He introduced us to Dr. Gua there, who was heading up the International Final Medicines Institute. Um, so me and Cal actually got to go to Harvard, see the bag, you know, go to Dana Farber, see the behind the scenes, see the see the rats in the back that they're testing things on, and you know, see all of the cool things that they were learning about plant medicine. And that was, you know, that was five years ago at this point, and everything was really about nano and the shift to nano. I think that's what put us on our path. But you know, we we developed a research draft with them. Uh, we made a donation to them as well in preparation for launching from the performance like we just have to be able to go and start to really start to do some some quality assurance testing as well as, you know, really doing some animal trials on what we're what we've developed. So we knew early on we wanted to work with a university and want to do some research. You know, very fortunate that Nestry and Harvard came our way. Like I said, now that we now that we started performance and we have the we have we actually have the product that can be studied, we're ready to you know move forward with that. So it's kind of like a trifactor between you guys, SIP, and Harvard in terms of developing the science and all that stuff for the products, correct? Is that, is that how that kind of uh, relationship works between the three of you guys? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's our plan for getting better. Right now, SIP has developed, and we have our first products that we bring in the market mm-hmm. um, that we've released on the market. The thing is to refine those through research at, at Harvard. Right? That would be my, that would, that's, that's our goal, right, is to really get those things um, buttoned up and tightened up, right? We look at our products and we're proud of them, no doubt, but always see improvement, right? We're always going to, we're, we're, if they ain't broke, break it type people, right? So we're always looking to get better. And I think Harvard gives us the opportunity to do, do that. And they'll be able to make, like, provide, like, robust science that lets you make claims for your products, correct? Yeah, that's another big piece of that, right? You know, none of these, none of, none of the cannabis products as you see out there really have the study, the research behind it that they need right, for them really to be mainstream and what it affects the body, right? And, you know, right, the government isn't ready for that today, um, for us to take it off schedule wanting to do that. But we, the signs are it's getting closer, um, right? And things, you know, places like Harvard, are just they're just jumping the gun to that. We have an opportunity to do some things with them. So, yeah, I think that's going to be the biggest thing, and that's going to be the ones that separates everybody, right? Are the ones that can get it quality assurance tests and make sure it's safe. And you know, make sure that we're really delivering what we already believe. And the research aspect is so critical in helping others that might experience this or are currently experiences that obviously Harvard is a, a big leg up on and helping to push that initiative forward. So I commend you guys for putting the money up front and helping kind of start that process because it's very critical to where the league needs to keep going. So are, are there any continued conversations with the NFL on collaborations or ways to also expand into, into the partnership? You know, we haven't had any of, of, of uh, recently. Uh, you know, back back to perimeter performance, you know, this is what we built it for is to really come and be like, hey, this is what we built. We'd love to get some data under our belt first with sales and things like that before we do that. But that is that is on our, our short list of things that we're ready to do. Like, we feel like we're ready to go and have those conversations. You know, we've had some with different teams, um, but we w- would love to go and have real conversation with people that are the decision makers that can make something happen from a national level. So we're preparing for that, right? Everything is in preparation. It's a pro. It's, it's it's a process, and like I said, when we do get our opportunity, my main thing is that we want to be ready. We want to be, make sure it's right. Change takes time, and data yeah. has influenced that change. And the only way to achieve that data is to put the research and the time forward. Yep, absolutely. What do you think the timeline is for the NFL kind of uh, making that transition? You think it's like two, three years from now, or something like that, or you think it's going to take federal kind of adjustments to our schedule? One, you know, I think the NFL keeps progressing. Um, with uh, lessening the rules, right? Now, now you can have cannabis in your system and not be suspended. It'd just be a fine, right? I think that goes away eventually. 
you know, you, you see them already doing, don't you know, donating money for research in certain areas as far as, you know, concussions and things like that, CTE, right? And I look at that as cannabis being right around the door, right? We're starting to sniff around the same spot, you know, so I, I think it continues to get better. Obviously, you know, when it goes federally legal, right, it's going to open up a lot of things for a lot of people and a lot of different organizations, right? I, I know with our, we have a 50-man team here, Decisions take a long time. We're a small company. I can't imagine being a $10 billion company in a decision like cannabis and making it is a lot different. So uh, whenever that happens, we'll be ready. Do you think people are surprised by the recovery benefits that cannabis provides? I know most assume that cannabis has its relaxing properties, but also the recovery benefits like you spoke on are very critical to helping achieve that that next day. Can you kind of share more about you know, cannabis and how many in the league perceive it to be and what you think it'll happen as time changes? Yeah, I mean, you know, when we were, we were trying to get our shortlist together for some of these VIP boxes for performance and who we wanted to send it to, we reach out to people, you know, very well-known folks that are receiving these boxes. And it kind of would solidify what we were doing because they were saying like, man, I need, I need you guys to make a, a, you know, a topical crate. You know, I need some CBD topical or I'm doing this or I'm doing that. I said, oh, that's funny. We're about to send you one. That's what I'm sending you, man. So, I mean, it's just, um, I think athletes know what plant medicines do for them, right? I think we see that. We see it in the news, right? We, we understand that piece. Um, you know, we see all the athletes that are coming out that are jumping in the cannabis if they can or their brand or whatever it is. But, you know, I think you've got, I think you've got a, a lot of guys, a lot of women that have played professional sports in general um, that are, they're, they're, they need a product like this. Right, it's, it's one of the things that help them and keep their keep their their quality of life headed in the right direction. Let's do a quick rapid fire. Let's do it. Your favorite product? My topical. <laughs> Bigger challenge: <laughs> building and operating in the cannabis industry or playing for the Lions. Building and operating in the <laughs> cannabis industry, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Rank these three teams by wins next year: the Lions, the Jets, or the Broncos. <laughs> oh man! Well, you that's know, a going, tough one. <laughs> I'm I'm going Lions because them boys they they hot right now, so they finished on a strong note. So I'm gonna say they're gonna take number one. We're not gonna change much. We're just gonna add to what we built. I think I'm gonna go with Broncos. I think Sean Payton is a flat out winner, um, and he'll get it done. I think he'll get that place in shape. I gotta go Jets laugh, even though I love Robert Sala. You know, I really wish he would have gotten the job here when he was up a little while ago. He's a native guy here in Michigan, went to Dearborn High School, but just need a little bit of work too. So that's my pick. I'll give you a chance to edit this if Rogers comes and then we can put us to the top. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, it changes the game. Yeah, Aaron yeah. goes anywhere, he changes the game. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Un- underrated activity after consuming. Man, I love to cook. I, you know, I love to like use my use my smoker. Who doesn't like to eat after they enjoy a little smoke, right? You know, but I got the patience to wait for that twelve hour brisket. You know what I mean? So I just I just sit back and chill and relax, um, and do that. And I, I find like unbelievable similarities to like smoking meat and growing plants, right? It's all about the environment and the genetics or the the product, right? So it's uh it's it's fun for me to kind of play with that. Did you ever grow prior to to starting the company? Never grew prior. And consuming, Cons- you were a big consumer prior to. Yeah, big big consumer, but you know, never never grew. Never thought I had a green thumb, but you never know what a good lord might take you. You know, now it's like I said, now I do seventeen hundred plants. You know, so it's pretty pretty crazy. You're, you're, the, the, favorite, crazy. 
you have a favorite strain that uh, pairs well with smoking meat? You know, we, we had a strain here. I really like this peanut butter breath. I really like that one. I think it just gave you a, you know, it just gave you a nice feeling, body feeling. Um, and just like you said, if I'm doing that, I'm, I'm relaxed, right? I don't yeah. want to be sped up. I don't, I don't need a sativa. I just need something to just <laughs> calm me down. So, um, yeah, I mean, peanut butter breath is probably one of my favorites that we've grown here. Um, but you know, I, I mean, I love, I love trying different strains, man. I, lo- I love traveling and, and seeing different things and, and, and just understanding, you know, cannabis more and more, but if I had to pick one, peanut butter breath coming out of primitive, coming out of Weberville is my favorite. What stadium was always the loudest to play as a visitor? As a visitor, um, one place I didn't get to play as a as a visitor was Seattle, but I guarantee you that's the loudest. I hate Lambeau uh, with a passion, uh, <laughs> but I would say I played uh, I played Kansas City. Uh, we played in Kansas City one time, and I just felt like the fans were on top of us, and that place was unbelievably loud. So I like Arrowhead is it, 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 it's pretty serious. Percentage of the league that consumes cannabis? Over 75%. Super Bowl winner next year? Man, you know, I think if San Fran can get a quarterback and be healthy, I think they got all the pieces and they definitely, you know, they definitely have a scheme. So if they can get a quarterback to stay healthy and not have to go to Mr. Relevant, even though he balled out, but. You know, you, they had to go. They had to go deep in the well from the quarterback position. You can't win like that. No, they are yeah. a really dirty team, though. They have just so yeah. many freak athletes. It's insane. Freaks, freaks <laughs> over there, man. It's not straight up unreal. A group play, of them. <laughs> the play calling is just insane. Also, yeah, I mean their scheme is nasty. It makes me feel good because Shanahan was a product of the Broncos. You know. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> and Lynch, too, right? And Lynch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right about that. We're San Francisco East, or at least we're trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> what is one idea about operating in the cannabis industry that would surprise or shock others to know? Um, man, so many. But I would just say um, it's not easy, right? I would say that's probably the biggest thing, right, is that uh, cannabis, you know, from a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs are just like, oh, you know, you just grow the plant and you sell it and you're going to be able to sell it all. You know, it's not that easy. You got to put a lot of work in, a lot of work in our marketing and me and Kyle put a lot of hours in to represent the brand and, and make sure the brand is where it's being represented the way it needs to be. Um, so I would, th- I would say that's the biggest thing, right? That just because you grow it doesn't mean everybody buys it, right? And there's a lot more that goes into it. I also want to give you some mad respect. Michigan is probably one of the more challenging markets to launch a brand in just because it's not a limited license state. So it's just a free-for-all. So like, I give you guys mm-hmm. mad respect for just standing in the ring and taking the shots and just keep on swinging because oh, yeah. Michigan's not easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know it's not not easy. A lot of challenges here. But, you know, as all said and done, I look back over the five years and I feel we're, we're you know, we're not, not only still relevant, we're still moving in the right direction. You know what I mean? So that... That's uh, to to your point. I appreciate you saying that because you know it, it's been difficult. And, and the learning curve is steep, right? You're operating numerous businesses inside a very competitive regulatory environment, and you're expanding aggressively. So it, it is definitely not an easy feat. And I can only imagine going in, anticipating how excited it was, and then the humbling experience of learning about the challenges of cannabis. How quickly? Oh man, humble, 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 humble experience, man. Just you know. You know, you got to a point where you thought, oh, man, I'm the smartest businessman in the world. So you realize, like, uh-oh, I got, I got some work in front of me here. And, and that, you know, it's crazy because now, right, now now you're going into the CBD business, right? We went to retail. 
they're going in the process and you know you're going in the license and you got all these different things happening and you're like oh man these are these are different companies that i'm doing for the first time right so we got four or five startups going at the same time but like i said through my with my team we'll get it done i know that we'll get it figured out what's the future roadmap you know, i think the future roadmap is, is just to make sure that we're solidified here in michigan and i think we're getting really close to that um, with our with our brand, I think we you know we're over at eighty stores, and for a small small unit like us, that's pretty good. You know, obviously, from the performance, it takes our messaging to a whole different place and wellness and performance. So, and then I think licensing in general, right? I, I, when we go to other stores, you know, I don't see us rebuilding what we did here in Michigan. I see us saying, "Hey, we built this polished brand that can represent you and your team well." And, um, you know, some of those announcements be coming out here in the next 30 days or so about where else that we're working. So, yeah, I think that's our future roadmap. And, then, you know, but, man, who who knows, man? Who knows? We keep pulling back the onions on this one, man. It's crazy what we see. When you got started in your journey in the cannabis space, what did you get right? And most importantly, what did you get wrong? You know, I think I got right, you know, definitely got right with me and Kyle teaming up and doing it together. I think that's maybe the biggest thing we always talked about Hey, if we can play on the field together, win and lose together, I mess up, you mess up, you do right, I do right, and still be able to keep the ball moving that we can do this in other places like entrepreneurship. And the fact that we did that, we invested you know, a lot of our own money, it's a lot of our own vision, a lot of our own dream, you know, a lot of our own insights and the name, everything is, is what we built. And um, but I I'm glad I, I did it, I did it right with him. You know, I think we did it the right way. Uh, what what we did wrong? I don't think we have enough time on the podcast, man. I think we messed up a lot. <laughs> I think there's a lot of things that we had to go back to the drawing board about. But I think in uh, in the end of the day, right, those things are things that you can internalize and get better from. Um, and you know, I think we've done that. I think we do a good job of being resilient and doing that. Before we do predictions, we ask all of our guests if you could sum up your experience in a main takeaway or lesson learned to pass on to the next generation. What would it be? Don't be afraid to jump. Don't be afraid to jump and just don't never stop. And, you know, you can't lose if you don't quit. Um, you know, there were a lot of times along this journey where, you know, I was like, maybe this, I'm not right for this. I can't get it done. But stuck in there and, and hung in there. And like I said, I'll look back five years later, like, hey, this is, this is, hey, that was just the, the toll. That was just the tax to take the bridge, right? So, yeah, man, I we feel like uh, that's it, man. Just keep moving, whatever it is, man, just whatever you do. Cannabis or whatever, man. Just keep moving. Just don't quit. I love that. All right. Prediction time. Rob, the yep. NFL stance towards cannabis has shifted. In your opinion, what is needed for the league to 100% fully adopt cannabinoid therapeutics? I think they need a, they need a polished brand. I think they, I think that more I, I love a, that answer. <laughs> yeah, I think they need a polished brand that when they look at it, they can see themselves. That's what I believe. I believe that there's a lot of medicine that people can bring to the table that will be beneficial. Um, but I think ultimately, right, this is a PR play for the NFL. And um, like I said, I'm, I'm, my, my goal is to build a brand that can stand up and, and, and look good for them. So, Dylan. I mean, I'm going to agree with Rob. I'm just going to expand on it. I think that Apollo's brand is one that kind of is following the path that Rob and Calvin are following in terms of like partnering with the university, 
creating these um, environments for studies to be done on their products that support the claims that they're making, right? Like all of these things go into it being a polished brand. So I think that that is exactly what's needed. And as Rob said, there's just a little more data they need. And I think it's just coming. It's it's not a, a matter of if, I think it's when at this point. Uh, what are your thoughts, Brian? Yeah, I think the data adoption is going to be so critical. And I also think it needs trailblazers like you, Rob, and Calvin in order to get the adoption of the players to help pushing the narrative forward. I think so many people go into this wanting to just take one angle. And I love your approach of, of, of really backing it up with the science side in order to help change the minds, which is really critical in order to get something like cannabis through the other side because it's been stigmatized for so long. But the therapeutic benefits of it are just so extensive and can make such a massive difference for so many people and especially in replacing those opioid therapies, right? Like we need to start getting away from that and start giving people a more natural medicine that can help and continue the fight forward. So I, I love what you guys are doing. And I'm excited to kind of continue the journey watching. Well, we appreciate it, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah. So Rob, for our listeners, they want to get in touch. They want to learn more and they want to find Primitive's products. Where can they find you? Uh, primitivegroup.com. That's Primitive without an E. Or primitiveperformance.com for the new performance. Come, come straight to your door. Come right out this facility, right to your door. So, criminalperformance.com. Love it. We'll link it up in the show notes. Thanks for taking the time. This was fun. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. Guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast over the last few years, can you please take three minutes or less and leave us a quick review on Apple or Spotify? All reviews make a massive difference for us and help other people like you find this podcast. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today, where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out A Major Journey today on all major podcast platforms.